0: Well, once again, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together. For um, our faith ringers who provided a beautiful piece of music. For Brandon Bull, who was our liturgist this morning. For our praise team and Wesley Choir who helped to put our music together. For Gary Brubaker, who weaves every all of our music together so expertly. Thank you. And thank you to those who have been a part of our in-person services as well as ushers and greeters and liturgists. Thank you. Now this morning, we are going to talk about the future. Now I've told this story a few times, um, but I have sometimes the strangest interactions places. I have given up trying to explain them anymore and I just kind of go with it. And most recently, I was in the grocery store and I wish I could remember what precipitated the conversation, but somebody in the grocery store that I was talking to, somehow we started talking about the future. And at one point, his question to me was, well, do you think there is a future? And I thought about it, and um, my typical response for a lot of things recently um, has been, I don't know. And... (laughs) because I don't know. There's so many questions about so many things and so I don't know just kind of slips out easily because that's very true. And so he asked me this question of do you think that there is a future? And I wanted to say at first I almost just instinctively said I don't know, but I stopped myself and I thought yeah. Yeah, there's a future. Of course there's a future. We may not know what it looks like, but of course there's a future. And I've thought about that over and over so many times, even as I've told the story several times, I continue to think about it. What does it mean to say that there's a future? And is there a future? And for some of us, we're really uncomfortable in a lot of things right now. Over the past, over the past, you know, two years in particular, we've been in some unrest in a lot of ways. We've been in a pandemic. We've experienced political unrest. We've experienced economic unrest, racial injustice. Um, Gosh, I don't even think I can name all of the things that have caused us to be uncomfortable. And maybe even question, is there a future? And I think maybe the shortest sermon I could ever preach is yes. But what does it look like? Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right. Well, in talking about the future, before we move to the future, let's look at the past a little bit. And I want you to think about um, what you wanted to be when you grew up. What was that first thing that you can remember you wanted to be when you grew up? Then I want you to think about what it is that you became when you grew up. Now, the third part of that question is, when did you know you were grown up? Or... Do you feel grown up? Now, I asked this question on social media this week, and um, the responses that came back were pretty um, pretty incredible. Um, I mean, people had everything that, oh, I dreamed I was going to be a paleontologist and now I'm a pastor. Or I thought I would be a chef and I became a stay-at-home mom. Or I thought I would be a teacher and I am a teacher. Or I wanted to be this and I became this. Now you can think about your own journey in that way. What led you to be this or want to be this and into whatever it was that you became. But I think probably the most surprising thing to me was in that question of, are you grown up? The majority of people said no. And these are people from all ages and experiences. Some said that they felt like a grown-up when they had to uh, care for children. Some said they felt like a grown-up when they had to start caring for their parents. And some said, I have never felt like a grown-up. Or I did for a while and then I don't anymore. How would you answer that question? Now think about your whole journey, where you were, where you are, and maybe where you're going. So my answer to that question, um, back in the 80s, uh, Mattel produced some Saturday morning cartoons, and they produced these cartoons to sell more toys. And one of them was Gem and the Holograms. Maybe some of you know this. Maybe you remember watching Gem and the Holograms, or you remember your kids or your grandkids. So the the incredibly complex plot of Gem and the Holograms is Jerica Benton was left a supercomputer named Synergy by her father, who helped her and her friends transform themselves into a world-famous pop music group called Gem and the Holograms. Now, I tell you that because I wanted to be Jem when I grew up. She had these, like, red star earrings that you she would touch them, and she would say, Showtime, Synergy, and everything would change. And, well, I mean, as a child, I was like, that's amazing. I even had a pair of red earrings that I would secretly be like, Showtime, Synergy. <clears throat> I wanted to be Jem when I grew up, a pop star with pink hair. I might still want to be Jem a little bit. Jem, Jem is excitement. Oh, Jem, Jem is adventure. Oh, glamour and glitter, fashion and fame. Oh, Jem. Lost myself a little bit there. So that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um. I was also thinking about a time that I played um, a game in a youth group um, in a youth group that I was leading. We played that. Uh, maybe you've played it, the two truths and a lie, where you say two truths about yourself and one that's not true. And I don't remember what all three of mine were, but I remember that one of the truths that I said was that when I was younger, I wanted to be a librarian. Now, it was a very fleeting sort of dream or desire to be this. And um, when it came to ask which one of the three is the lie, one of the youth said to me, well, I know for sure which one is the lie. The lie is that you wanted to be a librarian. Um, and I was they were so convinced and so sure. And I said, well, why do you think that? And they said, well, because librarians need to be quiet and you talk all the time. So there's that. <laughs> What did you think that you might be? Maybe what did others tell you that you might be? Because sometimes what you think you might be or what others think that you might be, it it doesn't turn out that way. And sometimes you may need to grieve something that you thought might be. I probably, I'm probably never gonna be a world famous pop star with pink hair and a supercomputer that changes my holograms. I probably won't. I might. Sometimes we need to grieve that loss. And sometimes we may look back and realize, whoa, I don't even remember that dream or that person because that is very much not who I am or how many things changed that you didn't even realize and and how you are who you are today. Now, in our scripture passage for this morning, um, this passage, for some of you, you may have heard it being read and went, oh my gosh, I know. There are some passages of scripture that are challenging and difficult and maybe even right now, you might want to skip over that part but here's what's happening in the passage in the passage the disciples are telling jesus just how in awe they are of the temple and what it symbolizes its strength and its power and it seems to them like this is the end of everything like this is what we've been working for this is what this is what it's all about This is everything that we've wanted, everything that we've dreamed of, everything that we've worked so hard for generations. This is it. And then Jesus tells them yeah, this isn't going to last. That there's something more coming. And sometimes there's more than you think that you can imagine. The kingdom of God is at hand, it's coming already here. Now, this kingdom doesn't come without pain. Growth usually does have pain. And we don't have to ignore that. And we don't have to pretend like it doesn't exist. And yet, there is more to come. There is always more that we can be hopeful about. Jeremiah in uh, the book, Jeremiah in the Bible, talks about a future with hope we have a future with hope. But what happens when you step out of hopelessness? What if you're not really in the future yet? I mean, you're not here, you're not there, where are you? I mean, it's this liminal space, the in-between, not here, not there, but here. And it can be a really uncomfortable space, really unknown, very scary. I mean, and especially living in a liminal space, what will be when all around you feels like, like destruction, like these growing pains? Can you imagine what the future looks like now people are constantly dreaming and imagining what this is and and we're all working on building this future we are all working on the building the future that we dream of in so many different ways whatever the present looks like it's not what it'll look like forever we have a future with hope and that not only means that there's hope around the corner but that there is a future. When you say that there's a future, you're already saying that you have hope. If we don't see anything past today, we're hopeless. Alexander Hamilton, um, on the day that he was killed in the famous duel with Aaron Burr, in his calendar, he had a lunch appointment scheduled that same day. He saw a future. (sighs) Have you ever had a steak before with A1 steak sauce? do you know when A1 was made? It was made in 1861. Do you know what was happening in 1861? The Civil War was happening, a time when there was complete unrest where neighbor was fighting against neighbor, country person against country person. We were arguing about slavery and the dignity and humanity of one another. And during that time, can you imagine thinking about steak and how to make your steak better? And yet someone was, because there's a future. And beyond what's happening right now, we'll have something to look forward to. There's a future and a future with hope. And wouldn't it be nice sometimes if we could just get a map, a map of how to get to the future. Like if we could just put in our Google Maps future and it will say, turn left here, turn right here. But the thing about maps is that they tell us where we've already been. It sees places that have already been explored. The future hasn't been yet. So right now we're creating it. We're the map makers. And so we follow the spirits leading and it's risky. It's risky to move forward, but it's also a risk to do nothing. And regardless of what steps we take, we're not alone. God has shown that God will always be with us everywhere throughout the scriptures. God has pursued us from the beginning of creation. God will never give up on us. May we never give up on God. And what God is doing, gosh, even when things get hard, even when we're disappointed, even when we're caught in the in-between, in between the present and the future, because there is a future without a doubt. It has always been promised and it's always been a little unknown how we get there, but we know that we will get there. It's been promised. Jesus has been leading us into the future a future with hope. So may we follow Jesus. May we follow the Spirit's leading. May we trust in God who has never given up on us and trust in the hope that is offered to us through the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, through the Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. And may we build this future together in and with hope.